in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go. Happy May, Mom Goals. This month, we are excited to switch it up a little bit with our last month of season one with our new Gal Pal series. Now, a lot of you guys have told us that some of your favorite moments of Mom Goal are when we're just chit-chatting, possibly while consuming beverages. So we decided to bring on our closest girlfriends and record 15 minutes of our candid conversations with them. This week, we have our favorite Los Angeles mamas who are both new moms, Erica Smith, mom to Calvin, who's one and a half, and Aubrey Jeffrey is here, who has Malcolm just turned one. Thank you, ladies, for being with us. Mom goes welcome Smitty and Obs to the show. Hey. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi friends. Hello. So good to have friends on. It's so good. All right, let's just get right down to physical stuff. Let's just throw it right out there. Let's get down with labor. Ladies, labor stories. Were you guys prepared for the craziness that ensued? while going into labor and having your beautiful babies? Oh, no. (laughs) Short answer, no. I read so many books. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to know exactly what's going to happen. Well, I went into labor two weeks early and you think you're prepared, but you're just not prepared. I didn't even know my water broke. I didn't know if that was your water breaking because you don't know until you're doing it. And I'm just like, am I just peeing a little bit? Did my water break? What do I do? And then I called my doctor who conveniently was out of town for that weekend. Of course. That was fun. And then, you know, over to the hospital and confirmed water breaking. When that happens, you stay at the hospital. And I was feeling great. I was like, all right, I'm going to get some rest. I called my doula. She said, get some rest. I'll come in in the morning. We'll assess it. And since there was a new doctor, basically they said, he'll come and check you out at six in the morning. And this was around two in the morning. And I said, oh, just make it till six. This guy will come in. We'll make a plan, whatever. I try to lay down. Contractions start right away. Six o'clock rolls around. I'm like, where is this man? Where is this man? (laughs) I'm thinking I'm like probably like three or four centimeters dilated because I don't know like what pain is. You don't know like where you are and they're not checking you because they can't do that with the water. And I'm like, just make it till six, make it till six. Six o'clock comes around, doesn't show up. 6.30, still not here. I walk to the bathroom and then all of a sudden it's like, I have to push. And I'm just like, wait, I'm already at the stage. Wait, what happened to like these 12, 14, 16 hour labors? This was four hours later. Oh man. And then just out he came. And like the emergency room doctor had to come up because there was no doctor there. There was no doctor. So I, to this day, could not tell you who delivered my baby because that person came in with a mask caught the kid and ran out and I'm like, and then left. Who was that? Who, where did he go? Where so did she come from? super fast and furious, super fast and furious ops. Were you fast and furious or did you have a longer time? I was not fast and furious, complete opposite. <laughs> I had a C-section. Okay. So was it planned or you were, you were in labor for a while and then they, no, had- it was planned. Oh, okay. Right. And the baby wouldn't flip Malcolm wouldn't flip. So uh, what's, I think it's like 34 weeks. 
is when you kind of are on flipping watch and your baby needs, or even by 34 weeks, they have to flip. So when we had that, when I had my meeting with my OB, she, she was like, well, if the baby doesn't flip by 39, you're definitely going to have a C-section. And on the 34 weeks, we we book the date for the C-section. And I was very emotional about that. I did not want to have a C-section. You know, like you spend your whole eight months, what was it, eight months up to that point of planning, you know, a vaginal birth, you're thinking about it, you're doing everything that you read about and preparing and just thinking about that. And then all of a sudden it flips on you and you're going to have a C-section. And so I was not prepared for that. I'll say right off the bat, I had emotionally, I had a hard time getting there and being okay with it. Yeah. The first was, it was very surfacey. I didn't want to scar. Yeah. And then it turned to getting mad at myself and getting mad that my body couldn't do a vaginal birth. My mom had four vaginal births without epidural. And I'm like, I can't even do it once. Like, come on. I can remember you being like, I'm doing freaking headstands. Like I'm doing anything to get this baby to Embarrassing stuff. Embarrassing (laughs) stuff. And if anybody witnessed it, me full on pregnant on my head, Ryan holding my legs up with my butt near. Oh my God. So the day of, we went in at like 6am and the hospital had lost all my paperwork. I don't know if you guys had to do this, but we went in ahead of time. And I filled yeah. out all my paperwork yeah. and everything. Hospital lost everything. <laughs> and so at 6 a.m., I'm refilling out all this paperwork. So it kind of started out a little bit stressful, but I was trying to like keep myself in a good mindset. Yeah. And so they prepped me and got me all ready. And I went in to the operation room and I was by myself. I was surprised that I got wheeled in on my own without Ryan. And my mom came in, was able to come in too. So they weren't with me at the point of them like prepping me and getting me ready. So I got very overwhelmed by all that. There was like 10, 12 people around me that were like setting up. There's that many people in there? Yeah. Circling around me, setting up everything. And I just got so overwhelmed and got so emotional that the nurse and my OB were trying to like keep me calm because I was starting to cry and like get like really overwhelmed. And they were talking to me about pizza. I just remember them talking to me about pizza and like, (laughs) what's your favorite topping? I'm like, this is not working. Okay. But I like humored them, you know, like I'm like, I'll humor you and talk about pizza, but this is not healthy. pepperoni but I'm still terrified I'm still terrified (laughs) and we had a date it was planned there wasn't any like water breaking and rushing and like that whole thing so we got to like go in calmly and set up and do everything Aubrey so Smitty you had your baby in September so fast forward a couple months to like February pandemic hits Aubrey Malcolm was born what February February 10th oh So lockdown, what, like a week later? Yeah. Well, no, I think it was a little bit. Two weeks later? Like a month later. I want to say like the beginning of March or mid-March because my parents got out just a week before the lockdown and they stayed with me about a month. so. So emotionally, are there any emotions that motherhood has brought out in you guys this, this first year of being a parent that surprised you or also that you weren't prepared for? You go first this time off. So emotionally, 
I would say that I felt for a good chunk of time, I was like, what did we do? Mm. I wasn't regretting anything. I don't think, I think I was just going through the motions of it's a lot. You're basically in survival mode. Yeah. I felt like I took a little bit longer to get out of survival mode. I couldn't even tell you timelines of things. Like that's yeah. how like crazy time is when you're Groundhog in, in it. Yeah. I always say it's more about mourning the loss of the life that I had before. Yes. Yes. Because when I had been working nonstop for 14 years mm-hmm. and when I took off from maternity leave, I had a really hard time. It was a mixture of mourning and starting this new thing and not knowing how to handle it. And then not having a, I still had a career, but like taking a pause in that. And it just was such a weird place for me that I don't know, is not familiar. Oh, you guys tried to warn me physically. I don't think there's any amount of warning you could have given me for emotionally. I had never felt this way in my life. I never cried as much in my life. And I'm not a big crier in general, but I remember in the first like three months, I did not know up from down. I ended up counting months later. I cried to like 22 people in the matter of weeks, every lactation consultant. And I had a lot, like I had too many to come over. I had so much trouble with breastfeeding and I really felt like a failure. I cried to like a random person at CVS. Anyone that looked at me, I just like let it all out. And that's so not yeah. me at all. It just like vomited out of me. And for me, I, a big, big emotion was anxiety. I struggled mm. hardcore with postpartum anxiety. And I think what I learned months later is that I've always been an anxious person. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I was thinking and making decisions and caring for another individual, like my son, it like took it up to like level 100. Yeah. And I overthought everything. I was Googling everything. I, I would spend hours, hours on my phone trying to like pick out the right mattress, Right. just pick a mattress. Like, but I was thinking like, what I'm going to buy is going to kill him. You know, like I've never felt this way and I don't really ask for help a lot. And I've was like, mom, my mom's in Ohio. Like, please come and help me friends, anyone who wants to come, like, please help me. And it was overwhelming for me. Overwhelming. I luckily, I actually went and saw a postpartum therapist, which I think was good good for me because this person specializes in this. And it was great because there was no pandemic yet. So I could bring the baby with me to the appointments, which, you know, made me feel better. One of the, she made me think of something like I, even now, as I'm talking to you guys, I, for a good chunk of time, did not want to talk to anybody because I couldn't get the words to come out to make sense. Communication was just not, and even now I'm like realizing just, this is probably my first real conversation with anybody because that's just what it is. I had a major identity crisis and then the communication, it just was, and I'm even like still kind of in it. And trying to come out of it, but yeah. all but, right, we're like yeah. the exact, we're the exact opposite. You're not talking to anyone, and I'm talking to trying to strangers. <laughs> I know, like we need I know because like I when I had the baby, and everybody's like text. This is one thing you know how some of you were like, I wish I wouldn't have brought you guys the presents I did when you guys had your babies. Like I was like, hey guys, how'd it go? Like wanting an update. 
the day you guys had the babies and then I'm in it and I'm like, all these people's texts are coming in and I'm like, good God. I'm pretty sure I didn't like answer people's texts. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And I just realized why did I do that to other people? Because I'm pretty sure I didn't return text messages for like months. So I'm so proud of Smitty, you reaching out for help. Aubrey being brave enough to come on here and talk about this finally with us. But I think like we said, nothing can prepare you for it. But once you're in it, I will say, I do think it brings friends closer together. There's that bond of motherhood that -hmm. when you go through it, you're like, girl, I got you, right? We all kind of band together because you know how freaking hard it is. And I think it just makes us from woman to woman have a much deeper connection knowing what we're all going through, you know, at different phases, but yeah. And there were times in it together. (laughs) There were times when Aubrey would come over and this was before she had Malcolm. And I'm just like sharing how like much, I just did not like breastfeeding. I struggled with it. And like half of me is like, should I not tell her because I'm scaring her or should I tell her you could deal with this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, Aubrey, I'm sorry if I ever like go home from hanging out with me and you're like, oh, she, it's going to be the worst. <laughs> no. Cause you know, honestly, like we've been saying, it's like, you don't know. I would sit and listen to your stories, but also realizing like, it's probably not going to be the same for me. There were some things that translate and that go along for everyone. But like the majority of the time, like you were able to pump and produce so much. I was not, there were so many things that happened, but even though we were like kind of polar opposites, like having Smitty close and us being like our kids being like six months apart was super beneficial to have someone just in the trenches with you to to just phone up at 3am and because you know that they're going to be up. Yeah. And we're still doing that. We're still, yeah. We're still like commiserating. I hate to say that word, but it's true. Sometimes you just have it's to. It's true. Yeah. Hey, you got to get a little help from your friends, right? To yeah. get through this whole motherhood thing. And we're happy we have you guys as friends, yeah. even though miles separate us now. Yes. We're um, we're happy to still have you all in our lives. We're happy mm-hmm. that you guys came on Mom Goal, shared your stories as new moms. We love you both dearly. And Kristen, anything you want to chime in with? Yeah, just thank you both. Everybody can relate to somebody in some level. It's kind of like going back to our labor stories. You all plan for something, but they all turn out so different. Everybody has such a different experience. So I think it's just helpful to hear how everybody deals with after having the baby and the emotions that come with that and that we have different things happen, but we, we still can bond together and come together and support each other and Somebody might listen and be like, Aubrey, I felt the same way you did. And someone same for you, Erica. So thank you for sharing your stories and, and helping other mom goals out there feel comfortable and have another group to talk to. Yes. And thank yeah. you for being the first in our gal pal series. We would love to kick it off with no one better than you guys, your oh. favorites. So you guys stick around next week where our gal pal series continues with toddler moms. We talk all things three-nagers and toddler shit bits. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. All right, mom goals. That's all the time we have. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And like what you hear? 
share with your friends and subscribe now and turn your Mondays into Mom Days. 